attendees, if you're just joining us, just give us a second. We're going to give everyone a chance to log on and then we'll get started. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Rachel Zabonik Chanko, and welcome to our virtual thought leadership series sponsored by Be for Fit. Uh, we have a really awesome panel for today's session on the topic of outdoor fitness. And I'm going to go ahead and ask each of our panelists to introduce themselves, share a little bit about the facilities, and a fun fact about themselves. Uh, Troy, let's start with you. Hey, uh, well, good morning over here on the uh, West Coast. I'm Troy Richardson. I'm the Vice President of Fitness Services for. Uh, Gold's Gym SoCal Group. We have 23 locations uh, throughout Southern California. Uh, fun fact uh, about me is I'm a phenomenal dancer, like phenomenal. Phenomenal. I do not share that with you. <laughs> we have to put that to the test, Troy. Oh, Jared. Let's I'm do ready. it. All right. That's awesome. All right, Raph. Hey, everyone. Good morning. Uh, I'm not as phenomenal of a dancer as Troy, but I have been to a couple of Zumba classes. Uh, I'm the Senior Director of Fitness for UFIT Gyms. We have 80 corporate-owned locations across nine states, and I oversee the personal training, group fitness, small group training, and all the PT education for that. Uh, my fun fact is in middle school, I got straight A's in every single class, but one semester I got a B plus, and I have to admit, it was in gym class. <laughs> but here I am today in fitness, so anybody can make it. The irony. That's great. <laughs> All right, Julie. Hi, everyone. I'm Julie Crawley. I am director of group fitness for the Wisconsin Athletic Club. We have eight locations that are privately owned in the greater Milwaukee area and overseeing group fitness for our group. It is all of our complimentary paid programs, aquatics and court sports. Um, I've been with the company for about 15 years. And of course, teaching is still my favorite thing to do. Fun fact, um, again, we are in Wisconsin, so you'll probably hear me refer to this throughout our conversation today is that you know, we have a super short, warm weather season, and I have become quite a bit of a garden geek, so my friends call me, and love, love, love to garden vegetables and cook with them, except a little bit like Raph, I have um, something a little ironic is that I am totally deathly afraid of bees or hornets or of any kind, so it is quite entertaining to watch me do something I love so much, and, and that requires patience with all of the necessary uh, bees. So that's what's going on in my life right now. Probably lots of screaming every once in a while, too. Yes, yes, panic attack. <laughs> there we go. Nice. All right, Jared. Uh, Jared Sirocco, COO, World Gym International, uh, oversee 230 plus gyms across 17 countries. So it's definitely been a, a lot of fun uh, the last couple of years, especially. But uh, it's been great to be a part of this uh, legacy brand for the last couple of years. And so honored to sit in the chair and do what I do every day uh, and also honored to be here on the, on the panel. So thank you, Rachel and the other panelists for, for having me. Fun fact about me. Um, I could do a couple things. I could say that I'm a great dancer or whatever, but that's probably not true. Uh, but we were talking a little bit earlier. My staff will tell you that one of the things I really like to do and that either they love or they hate, I'm not really sure, is that I, I definitely use a lot of pop culture references, movie quotes and such during staff meetings. And sometimes really important, critical moments in the meeting, I'll break one out just to break the tension. So could be a, a lot of fun or a big adventure with me in a staff meeting. So there you go. Yeah. Would you like to introduce your sidekick? Oh, my personal advisor. Yeah. So when things <laughs> get tough, yeah, Grogu uh, gives me the guidance. So if I get stuck with any questions here, I may, may turn over there and ask him for his advice on, on some of these tougher questions. Nice. Awesome. And then um, I'll share a fun fact. Um, and that's I was born on my mom's birthday. So we share a birthday, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, get into it. And audience, if you guys have any questions for the panelists, please put those in the chat or the Q&A feature and we'll get to them. Um, we should have plenty of time. So, um, all right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and have each of you go around and just share what outdoor fitness offerings you have. So how many locations go ahead and describe um, what programming is offered, how it's set up, just so we can kind of get a baseline for where you guys are starting from. Uh, Troy, let's start with you. 
Yeah, so right now, currently, we have two locations, our uh, Oxnard location and Simi Valley location as an outdoor uh, fitness area. Um, in Oxnard, we offer turf, uh, eight adjustable squat racks, battle ropes, uh, tires. Um, as far as programming, we do uh, large group functional training out there. Uh, and sometimes we will bring out the, you know, the spinning bikes for special events. Uh, in Simi Valley, it's a full-fledged outdoor gym. We have uh, plate loaded electrolyzed machines, uh, a full squat, a full dumbbell rack from five to 100 pound dumbbells. Um, you name it, it's out there. Turf, it, it's beautiful. And what we did was uh, it was a outdoor basketball court that we converted to uh, a gym uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask. So didn't you didn't have outdoor fitness offerings before the pandemic? We did. We did. Um, but it, it kind of forced us to uh, look at it. And now we're actually remodeling our Thousand Oaks location uh, for an outdoor space. So that nice. would be our third location with outdoor. Okay, great. All right, Raf, can you describe your outdoor fitness offerings? Definitely. So in some previous roles, we did a lot of really interesting and fun things. I used to be at University of Florida. We used to do Club Med in the Dominican Republic. So uh, some different experiences with outdoor fitness in the university space. It's great because you could take advantage of going in the football stadium. And we used to run a class where you're running up the bleachers, very hot, very intense. But we also were able to do some fun things like coach swim, water aerobics, um, take some outdoor boot camps, which people loved, especially right as CrossFit was becoming something. It just felt really good and really visceral to be able to go outside and be in the dirt a little bit, get a little dirty, pick up a sledgehammer, a tire. And a lot of people had fun and you can still see that going on with Spartan races and all these things that are getting really popular. So those are things that, that were really successful and even got us out there as our class called recess. Um, so yeah, you might go outside and play tag, definitely a very specific demographic you're going after, but um, it's fun there. And then in Dominican, of course, water aerobics, you're at a resort, people are on vacation. So more people holding cocktails in the pool than dumbbells, but we got mm -hmm. them moving. We got them exercising, which was great. Um, and then at UFIT, what we're really excited to be launching is we've done some boot camp classes outside. So where we have a, a huge group and we're taking them outdoors, going through just a fun workout, general fitness, a little bit of weight loss. Um, but something that we're starting in June is called our Globetrotters program. That's a senior walking program. We've seen a lot of people throughout the pandemic just get more interested in being outside, not looking at a screen, being in the sun. And so we're actually partnered up with Silver Sneakers to launch this and take some of our seniors outside to go walking, or we do have about 50 locations in Florida. So if it gets to be 95 degrees or that thunderstorm rolls in, uh, I'm taking them onto the treadmill. So those are some of the things that we've done because we have some locations that are very different setups where maybe we could do a great group fitness class inside, but going outside has just given us more opportunity to expand the offerings and and give something to our seniors. I think that we've seen with COVID, so many more people want to be outside. I know as soon as it happened, there was like all these neighbors that I've never seen before, all of a sudden started walking because there was nothing else to do. And I think a lot of people are still wanting that opportunity to be outside. Yeah, I think that's great. And I know um, a lot of seniors too got more isolated during the pandemic. So the fact that you guys are bringing them together in that way is great. Yeah, all right. Julie, can you describe... Um, your outdoor fitness offerings and then you guys had outdoor fitness facilities even before COVID, right? We did. We we had a few areas that were that were designated that made sense on the building on just access points and how we could try to create the best um, atmosphere. And again, uh, being in Wisconsin, we have a very short outdoor season. Um, even calling it warm weather, you know, it's funny because everyone here can't, they can't wait to get outside. And then, then when it's warm, it's too humid and hot. And so we've been playing around with that through the years, but we've definitely, um, we've, we have different outside opportunities for each of our eight locations, but it's again, all based on the building and what we've been able to do through the years. And some of it was, you know, kind of forced quickly through right after we reopened from COVID. So there are some spaces that are more of um, an outdoor parking lot area that we were able to designate just really simple with, you know, painted asphalt and making sure there was a storage unit out there with equipment readily available. Um, we brought different classes out there that were minimal equipment. Uh, we were able, because of our capacity limitations inside, we found a few locations that the members loved having cycle classes outside. And because we had this extra plethora of bikes, we were able to store the bikes and pull them out. So 
you know, we've had a, a again, a lot of variety within um, each location. We do have three outdoor pools. So we absolutely used those for, and we have been through the years for any of our group fitness classes in the water, fun special events. We've had um, like a live DJ cycle by the pool with drinks and food. And, you know, so we kind of go from the extremes of complimentary class all the way to something that is a social fitness um, workshop. We do have an outdoor, one club with an outdoor pickleball court. So there's four courts that um, that is newer to us that has been very popular. Um, and then a little half court basketball area. So we're trying to, once again, use all the spaces the best we can. Um, probably our most, our predominant space that we had for maybe six or seven years now, we've named it, we call it, we call it the yard. It's a fenced in area that has, you know, bistro lights, it's connected to the patio. So if there are some social outings that is always available in a fun wow factor. If you throw bistro lights on anything, it's always fun, right? Mm -hmm. um, most of our areas, though, I would say at this point in time are used for personal training for small group for, again, bigger events than necessarily like complimentary group, group fitness classes. Um, we have partnered with other areas and parks. So we kind of get out there again, try to use our, our area. The one highlight we're doing this year for the last thing I'll share is our downtown club is located in a high rise building. And we are, we have some special workshops that are going to be on the rooftop of the parking garage. And again, social side of it afterwards, but just a minimal equipment boot camp that overlooks the skyline. And just, again, trying to be really creative with, with bringing that outside piece to our, our programs. Nice. Yeah. I'm interested to hear about the pickleball too, because I know that's all the rage right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've had to learn a lot about pickleball. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, Jared, can you describe uh, some of the outdoor fitness offerings at World Gym? Well, yeah, just a little bit different. I mean, outdoor fitness has been part of our DNA since the brand was created, right? Uh, similar to, to, to Troy's uh, brand as well. They're, they're closely linked and, and starting back there in Santa Monica and Venice Beach, California, the original Muscle Beach. And that's kind of a theme that has stayed with us through many years. So there were a few that still had uh, an outdoor fitness offering prior to the pandemic. Uh, and, you know, maybe they got away from it uh, as a brand for a while, but seeing the importance of keeping it uh, alive. And so we have several uh, that have full-blown workout spaces. You know, they vary from, have similar to some of the other offerings that are here, uh, real lifting areas. Um, there's a lot of what I would call spaces that were produced by companies out of necessity, right? And they weren't able to necessarily put full weight room outside, maybe like Troy did or I did. Um, but yeah, we have full-blown weight rooms outside, uh, Muscle Beach, as we call it, uh, going back to our roots, um, from turf to uh, full plate-loaded line, dumbbells. We even have our, our sponsor here is Beaver Fit, right? So I'll, I'll give them a, a cheap plug here, but uh, one of my favorite products is manufactured by Beaver Fit, and we have it now as a staple moving forward in any of our outdoor offerings, the World Gym Shred Shed. Um, so we've got a facility in Texas City that just opened and the outdoor space is uh, just under 7,000 square feet and it's a full-blown outdoor wow. weight room and it's it's pretty impressive. So as we move forward, not only was it part of our original branding, as we see necessity, we said, you know what, we got to make sure that moving forward uh, as, a, as an entity that if the weather, we're building a gym in a place where the weather is, is cooperative or can be cooperative most times of the year, it'll be part of our staple moving forward uh, as a gym brand. So pretty excited to, to make sure that it's at the forefront of what we offer uh, now and into the future. Yeah, awesome. All right, well, um, I wanna get each of your all's thoughts too on just the outdoor fitness trend in general and uh, maybe its significance. Do you guys feel like this is something that consumers um, are still highly interested in um, now that you know gyms, indoor gyms have pretty much fully reopened? Yeah, just give me your thoughts on the interest in outdoor fitness from the consumer's perspective. Troy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, our members love it. It's It gets them out um, feeling like they're athlete again. Um, I don't think it's going anywhere. I, I think it's here to stay. And uh, like Jared said, it, it's been a part of what we've done uh, since I've been here. Um, and now we're just looking to expand on it because um, what the pandemic did was it let people 
feel the workout outside and uh, to have a full um, weight room and full uh, operating uh, system outside, it, it's a gym, right? And it's a gym in the fresh air. So um, we're building on it and uh, I don't see it stopping for us as we continue to grow. Awesome. Raf, what are your thoughts? Outdoor fitness has definitely exploded in the last couple of years and it's a trend that I feel really strongly is gonna stay. If you look at even things that aren't typically what we think of as fitness, a lot of times right now we're thinking, well, we have, do we have a weight room outside? Do we offer classes outside? But I think outdoor fitness is a lot bigger than that. It's also, what are all these people doing on their bikes? Are they doing triathlons? You're seeing all the races come back with different marathons, 5Ks, people wanting to do that. You're also even seeing it on the camping side where people just want to be outside more, especially you get that Zoom face all day when you're staring at the screen. People want to actually go outside and see the sun. I, you know, I think you've seen the global camping markets over $2 billion right now. You've seen things with all trails, with Strava, where the people are logging literally billions of hiking activities. So I think when you think about outdoor fitness, it's what can we offer at our club, but also how can we just keep our members more engaged in fitness? I think everybody knows that the more often somebody comes to the gym, the longer they're going to stay a member. And I would take it a step further and say, well, the more somebody exercises, whether that's in my gym, whether that's the omni-channel craze that everybody's talking about, where we're doing on-demand, or if that's going for a walk, or if that's going on a hike or going on a camping trip, or maybe, you know, you literally just jump in the springs, but you're outside and you're moving around. That's good for everyone. I think that's something that we want to encourage. The more often they work out, the more often they're outside, the more they're thinking about their health, the more they're using their body. So I think that the outdoor fitness trend is, is growing a lot and it's just growing in, in what people want to do with their lives in general. People are going on more vacations. Um, so I think that even with the restaurants, you see that they've made these patios on the street and they're not taking those patios back. They doubled mm -hmm. their opportunity to do that. And even when I go out to eat, I see people want to be outside. The inside of the restaurant's empty and the outside is totally packed. And these aren't people who are concerned with COVID. They just would rather be outside. So I think any way that you can engage your member to, to make them feel like what you're doing in the gym is going to support what you're doing outside of the gym, whether that's working out outside or whether that's just, Hey, now you can go on this hike and you're not going to worry about twisting your ankle or you can actually make it to the summit with your family. I think we can be really smart in how we leverage the outdoor fitness trend, but it's huge and it's, it's going to continue to grow. Yeah. Great point, Raph. Julie, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I completely agree with Troy and, and Raph. And I think for us, it is, I think it's more of an amenity than um, a trend or something that it's definitely here to stay, but it's something that members are expecting to have as an offering. And it's a great prospecting tool for, for new membership and sales. And it, kind of similar to all of our recorded on-demand classes. We know that we would rather have our members inside our clubs and they use our clubs more than they do that feature. But now it is you know, outdoor fitness and on-demand classes are something that our members are looking for when they're they're searching for a gym. So I think it's important that there are some some options. And again, utilizing with our club since we're private, we have eight locations. Um, again, going back to our different spaces, like what do you all have, and and what makes sense for each um, each city that you might be in, or the the demographic of your members and what they're asking for. So we've really been paying attention to to usage and participation and. Um, capitalizing a little bit more on the social side and the paid events. We recently had our, our first eight club 5k. Um, so we've never had all of our eight clubs get together. They're very different communities and we were able to get um, up 250 people involved in the race and there was vendors here and a social after. And I think our, our members are just craving again that, that time and to be outside is just makes it so much more valuable to them um, to, to meet others and to share their love of fitness for every level. So we've been really strategic and smart about when we're offering all of those again, paid events or workshops and making sure that we're, we're working together as one big company with eight different locations to, to push the promotions of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. 250 people is a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. yeah. I haven't planned an event like that in a while. It was fun. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. nice to, well, you know, to get back into that. And, yeah. and again, we just see members are, are kind of craving that right now, that social outdoor wellness aspect. Yeah, certainly. All right, Jared, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, your original question was, what do we see as far as this trend? Where is it headed? And like everyone said, it's not going anywhere. 
And so as savvy club operators, we have to figure out ways that we can incorporate that into our offering. It's the same thing that happened with, to Julie's point, maybe about on demand, right? People are starting to find ways maybe to get active outside of the gym, whether it's at home or now they got a paddle board or they're playing pickleball or all of a sudden they started walking their dog more, whatever it is we have to find ways to capitalize on it. So no, I don't think it's going anywhere but up. And I think that if we're going to continue to think outside of our box, so to speak, even though I hate that phrase, um, we, we have to get outside literally. And we have to find ways to do that, that not just good for them physically, but that social component obviously has been talked about a few times already. It's a huge part of it. Uh, and don't forget the fun factor at the same time. So if we can do those things. We can capitalize on those trends uh, as individual businesses and help our communities get active in one way or another, whether it's inside or outside. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, um, yeah, I want to hear from you all too on just best practices for creating an engaging outdoor fitness environment, whether that's um, an outdoor fitness facility or an outdoor fitness class. So Troy, let's start with you on, um, yeah, those best practices. Yeah, so it starts with the talent, right? You got to have the right uh, instructor, trainer um, to be able to facilitate it. And then second, in my opinion, is uh, having um, some good technology to track wearables. So when we're talking about programming, you know, when you work out at Cardio Latin in downtown LA in a common area, we're like, hey, you got to work out in with us. So um, it has to be uh, first, obviously safe, uh, ineffective, but the fun factor is, it's key, right? You got to do a Beyonce versus Rihanna, you know, all of the things that's going to uh, gravitate people towards the fun, and then you make it safe, uh, and you make it effective. I think those are the recipes for having a great outdoor program, um, and then being able to track them, saying you did a great job for showing up based off of your wearable technology, your Apple Watch, your Fitbit, and things like that. So, we try to bake everything into uh, a program and not a workout, right? It's, it's yeah. with the end result in mind. And this is just a part of that journey. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, and then in terms of your outdoor fitness facilities themselves, are there any design elements that you feel like are really key, whether that's fans or things like that? Yeah. Out here, we, we're, we're very fortunate uh, with the weather um, being out here. So obviously having uh, something that can provide some shade is, is key. Um, also weatherproofing uh, your equipment to the best of the ability, but you know, you don't necessarily need a designated space, like, like we were all mentioning to have outdoor fitness, but if you yeah. do, then you want to make sure um, it, it's a lot of floor space for functional movements, for running. Uh, we find that uh, our members love that aspect. And if you can put some turf down, that's a, that's an even plus, you know, they love it. They love it. So I, I think those are the components for having a solid outdoor uh, fitness offering, and then tie it into uh, programming to create that sticky glue so that they're continuing to come back. Yeah. Or create Perfect. a series, like a workout series. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like the Beyonce versus Rihanna. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we love it. Love it. It's a hit. Awesome. Raph, what are your thoughts on uh, best practices? I think there's two lenses to look through. It's do we just have open access and we have equipment out there where members can go or are we programming that area? And just like, you know, I would tell a trainer at 6 p.m., hey, if you were planning to use the power rack and there's 10 people there and they've all got their duffel bags and their pre-workout, you might not be able to get that exercise done. So the same thing with the outdoors is there's usually less equipment available. So you have to have a lot more plan Bs ready to go. And then there's weather. I know you're talking about adding shade to that. I think that's huge. Um, my first, one of my first cars was a blue Saturn station wagon with the faux leather seats. And when that thing is sitting in the sun, it gets hot. <laughs> so the last thing you want to do is tell somebody, Hey, go lay on that turf over there or grab that bench. And then they touch it and they basically, you know, put their hand on a panini press. So you need to have <laughs> some plan B's ready to go when it comes to weather, when it comes to sun, we have a lot of locations in Florida or to Dominican. So we're basically always ready to expect that, Hey, Yes, you need a workout written for this class, but every class actually also needs a plan B that you can take inside because the odds of the weather conflicting us or getting too hot, it, it's going to happen. It's a 50-50 shot with the weather. So you got to have instructors who know a plan B and they don't get flustered. And that's just the expectation is this is our ideal, but also so that when you're talking to members about it, 
you know, maybe you have a hundred people signed up for this outdoor boot camp, and then you tell them, Hey, weather's bad. So we're going to take it indoors. And all of a sudden 30 people show up. It's really important to make sure that the instructor has that same excitement, that same engagement about this indoor workout is going to be just as awesome. If not better, there's been three exercises I've been dying to do that. We just can't do outside that we're going to be able to do today. So I think having a plan B and then coaching your team on how the plan B is, is not a plan B. It could be a plan A is, is really important. Great. Julie, what are your thoughts? Um, I was, I was actually going to just touch on that where you left off Raf, on the communication to the participants. So we've, we've had a lot of our complimentary classes with the option to go outside. So we, you know, you're reserving both spaces, but that's been um, the best opportunity for us to get engagement. And I think just thinking from the same atmosphere inside. So from, again, we've all said it lighting to flooring to the, the feeling when you're in that space. Um, we've been pretty mindful about not having, you know, yoga and Pilates outside in places because of the noise or you're close to a freeway, or again, it's not ideal to lay a yoga mat on the asphalt. Um, but having the instructors communicate little tips uh, using our, our app has been helpful from stating, again, what we're going to do, that excitement behind the, the class, reminding of wearing certain articles of clothing or bringing sunscreen or having the instructor bring out an extra, you know, water station, towels, just trying to make that experience positive and the same as they would maybe feel inside in our, in our beautiful studios that we work so hard on. Awesome. Perfect. All right, Jared, what are your thoughts on best practices? I think these guys gave a lot of great information. So I'm going to start way before you even go outside. My best practice is, does it even make sense for your business? You have to sit down and plan it out just like anything else. You can't just throw stuff outside and go, hey, we got outdoor fitness or, hey, we have an outdoor fitness program. And there's so many things you have to think about um, from, from the safety aspect to the space aspect. Uh, does your property, do you own it? If you, do you lease it? If you lease it, are there going to be issues with other tenants? In that space, if you bring a boom box outside or you have music, how does it impact other? There's so much planning that has to take place. So for me, before you get into all these great ideas, does it make good sense for you? And if it does, you better have a strategic plan to implement it or it's going to be a disaster. It could be somebody getting hurt because you weren't aware of potholes in the parking lot or divots from the groundhog in the grass or whatever it is. Or, or like, you know, Raf said, burning on the, on the ground, you underestimated how hot that asphalt gets outside. So to me, start before any of this, make sure you evaluate your property, your resources, your ability to handle it and safely execute any plan that you develop. After that, fitness professionals are very creative people. We can come up with all kinds of stuff to do outside. But before you do it, does it make sense? That would be my piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah, that segues well into my next question, which was going to be about risk management and safety considerations. Um, I do think a lot of operators are curious if there's like different things they need to do with their policy, things like that. So, Jared, do you want, is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah, obviously, it is a big thing. Um, even just talking with the club owner this morning, just very, very hesitant to go outside because at one point in a prior experience, somebody turned an ankle at an outdoor Zumba thing, sued him, and he's gun shy of doing it again. Uh, so I certainly understand that it's a very litigious world that we live in. We don't want to ignore that elephant in this room, um, but we want to take precautions. And it goes back to planning. Check with your insurance provider. Are you covered for outdoor activities? Do you make sure that your liability waivers, guest registration forms, program registration forms all cover you for that outdoor higher risk type of activity? Also, have you done everything you can to make sure if you're going to be out there at night, is it well lit? Are there slip and trip hazards? Are there those potholes? Are there those burn hazards? You know, does it need to be covered? Do you have airflow? Is it easily accessible to a water fountain? God forbid you have an emergency. Can, can an ambulance get back there? There's a lot to think about when it comes to that. So again, it goes back to planning. Check your insurance policy. If you're not sure, give them a call. They'll be able to walk you through Make sure you have all your documentation in a row. Make sure your staff is trained to handle certain situations and evaluate your property for potential hazards before you even get started. Yeah, great advice. Troy, what are your thoughts on that? Um, and just risk management and safety considerations. 
Yeah, I, I mean, Jared covered all bases. It, it, it starts with the plan. Um, just to reiterate that, it, it, that's all it starts with. And obviously, um, your connections to the, to the surrounding neighbors uh, will help the process and, and them helping you execute it. But Jared, Jared uh, he nailed it. It pretty much starts with uh, your, your proper planning, um, looking at uh, your risk management, and making sure that uh, you, you keep that risk at a minimum. Julie or Raph, um, either of you want to add to that? So definitely check with the legal team. Um, I know that's something we're going through right now with our senior walking program is obviously seniors may be a little bit more at risk for injury. So we've gotten with our legal team and you really just need to be aware of every single location may have a different situation going on with the parking lot. So for example, we could walk on the sidewalk, but we can't actually walk through the parking lot. And it's just those fine little things that are going to set you up to not have a huge headache down the road. Um, and then also with the, with the, whoever's working in those situations, you probably need to make sure that the staff manual has a different procedure for outdoors. So if they're far away from the club, you know, how are they going to contact if something happens, who's going to relay the messages, um, you know, outdoor might not get as much circulation if somebody's walking outside from a, a front desk. So do they understand that part of your, you know, your hourly or 15 minute duty to check for dumbbells that need to be re-racked is also looking in this area of the outdoor that we can't see on the camera or that people aren't noticing. So, you know, like they're saying, prepare, but definitely check with your legal team, check with your, your landlords, the neighboring tenants. Um, you will hear from them. You could just be the first one to ask them or they could be the one to tell you once you're actually admitted that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm also curious on, you know, just building out outdoor fitness spaces or offering program programming, if there's any, uh, any vendors um, or like partners that you guys have really enjoyed working with. I know, Jared, you mentioned Beaver Fit and the Shred, Shred sorry, Shred Shed. So, yep. <laughs> so yeah, are, are there any other examples like that that you guys can share that um, club operators might want to look looked into? Jared, we can yeah. start with you. Yeah, obviously Beaver Fit. I mean, they're known for outdoor stuff. They've got some really cool things. Um, you know, their shipping containers was the, originally a couple of years ago caught my eye. I've been a big fan of that ever since, but the shred sheds a, a great unit that just about anybody can fit in any outdoor space is pretty compact and pretty awesome. So a big fan there. Um, Throwdown makes some really nice pieces of equipment too. Cause one of the things you want to think about if you're outside and exposed to elements you know, this stuff's going to take a beating. So making sure that these things have a galvanized coating or ability to take that type of weather is really, really important. And Throwdown makes some pretty good pieces that, that you can get with the galvanized steel. And then there's some really cool stuff. Um, Escape Fitness has a new toy called the Barrow, which is really awesome. If you haven't seen it yet, you want to take a look at that. That's really cool. A little different take on like a tank or a sled. Um, there's a lot of cool things that you can put outside. Uh, but yeah, just a couple of those all off the top of my head would be, be three of my top ones. Perfect. Troy, what about you? Yeah, same, same vendors, uh, Escape, uh, Torque Fitness makes some uh, really cool uh, uh, equipment that's, that's really built to last, um, uh, perform better uh, based on what you want to do. So uh, the top ones do it well. Uh, but yeah, I like, I really, really like what, what uh, Escape is doing right now. Okay, awesome. Uh, Raph, what about you? I definitely agree. I think Escape does a good job with quality equipment, but also the spaces visually look really appealing, look really enticing. And I think that makes a big difference. You know, if you go out to a parking lot and there's like three dumbbells versus there's this whole built out area, it's a very different impression on a gym tour. Uh, TRX also has some good equipment. I've seen them change how they're making it. So it's a lot more durable. Like everyone's saying, if you go cheap on the outside, you're going to be buying new stuff in a couple months. It's just not going to yeah. last. Um, and Beaverfit I've also seen do some really cool things outside. Perfect. Julie, what about you? Um, yeah, we kept ours pretty simple. And most of our equipment that we have out there, besides maybe some big, huge tires, um, tend to be stored in like a Connex storage unit. So, I mean, typical vendors, again, of what people have said and uh, perform better and power systems and TRX torque. So all the likely suspects, but most of our, I would say a lot of our outdoor locations are not fenced in. So we do definitely take everything in and out. So we have, um, we've been a little bit creative with using our toys from inside that are maybe more weathered and we were, we would go through replacing them for inside and using those and in our storage units and, and being able to get the, the most out of, out of any of those pieces.
Nice. Perfect. I appreciate you guys sharing that. I know everyone's always looking for, you know, what people are using. So that's great. All right. Um, well, I want to move on and just kind of hear from you guys, just any other key learnings that you'd share from your outdoor fitness experience, uh, maybe how it's evolved over the years. Um, Troy, let's start with you. Any other things that you think operators would be interested in knowing? Yeah. It, the first thing is just get started. Um, the first party, nine times out of 10, isn't the best party uh, that you throw. So stay consistent. The members uh, want to see consistency. Um, and what we've done is, you know, we've taken uh, a popular uh, cardio Latin class, right? And in, in the GGX studio, you can fit 35 people, but outside in the common area, we can fit 100 people. And every, we created a series where uh, every Friday night is cardio Latin and it's grown to over 100 participants. Uh, so just treat it uh, like a party, right? Create the fun, but consistency will definitely uh, um, help you grow that program, regardless of, of what you're doing and how you're doing it. If, if people are attracted to it, obviously. So stay consistent and, and you have this space because it's outside, right? So get creative, uh, jump out there and don't be afraid uh, that it's not a home run the first time you do it. Yeah, for sure. Raf, what about you? Any other key learnings? Well, first of all, I gotta say, Troy sounds like a lot of fun. Rihanna versus Beyonce, <laughs> Latin, the first party. Uh, yeah. So Troy sounds like a good time over there at Gold's Gym. Uh, I think one of the things is you gotta plan ahead. It can be amazing. And I think you can start small with it. Uh, I think a lot of people might be listening on the call thinking, well, do I even have a space to do this? I'd love to do outdoor, but can I afford to, to take on that extra square footage? Do I have the space? Do I have the equipment? What's it gonna cost? You don't need a lot to get started with it and just make it an offering. I think if you can leverage good talent, that's really what's going to make the difference is what's that experience with that member. And you can have a great instructor no matter what you put them on, whatever class, whatever situation, people are going to love it and have fun. So I definitely recommend start with that talent that you know can create the experience anywhere with anything. Um, and also another idea to get involved with outdoor is it doesn't have to be at your facility. Something that we like to do is go out to the local 5Ks and let's do a Zumba warm up for them. And let's just get engaged. There's a lot more outdoor events, especially with summer coming around. So you can bring outdoor fitness to the other events and use that as a marketing and a promotion way to drive leads back to your gym. And people will be excited about it because it's something new. It's, it's something good. But again, you just got to have your processes lined out and just make sure that everybody's confident and put your best talent on any new project first to make sure worst case scenario, they can think on their feet. Yeah. Great advice. Julie, what about you? Any other key takeaways? Yeah, I think listen to your members' feedback and watch the participation numbers. You know, I think, um, again, maybe a little opposite of you starting out small, but don't be afraid to evaluate it. We, that was something, you know, we learned last year, especially was let's, let's change it. If it's not working, like what can we do quickly on the fly? Because we only do have, again, a short amount of time. If it wasn't working, it's okay. We don't maybe have the whole year to, to change that. So I think we, we just learned to be really flexible with uh, what we were providing. And um, you probably heard, we've probably heard it throughout the call, but I, you know, strongly believe in the champion. The champion can run anything. The instructor, if you get some really key rock stars, um, that have ideas run with it. And if it's maybe not as, um, enough time as you would want to plan and promote, just, I would say, just do it, like just act on it, get momentum rolling. And, um, that's how you can create some of those again, successful programs. If, if somebody has an idea to just let them foster it and, um, get your social media coordinators involved. I think, you know, making sure that you have some that showing that wow and that fun factor and member testimonials and whether that's inside or outside, it's just a good tool for, for prospecting. And um, again, for people to just show that they're doing more there, that fitness can be fun and in a group setting and it's for all ages and all fitness levels. Yeah. Perfect. Jared. For me, I, I think too, some people might be on the call going, man, I don't even know how to get started. I don't know if I have a space, you know, to Raphael's point and keep it simple. Start a walking club. I'm sure you got a trainer that goes on a, on a five mile run every morning or somebody. Can you start a running club? Can you start a couch to 5k? Can you be the host and at the local 5k, maybe you're not hosting the 5k, but can you go warm up the crowd? 
And can you bring a team of people to go run that race? Maybe it's the great inflatable. We did a, you know, the big one with the moon bounce things and we brought a whole team out and had it. I mean, it's a blast, but your brand is out there and you get, you can have fun and build community. So it can start with something as simple as that and then evolve from there. So maybe you don't have the space, maybe you don't have the budget, but you probably have the staff and you probably have the creativity and you probably have the opportunities. You just got to need to, you just need to sit down figure them all out and put those pieces together and you'll be on your way. Yeah. Great. All right. Um, attendees. Yeah. We just have a little bit of time left. So attendees, if you do have specific questions for our panelists, um, now's your time. Uh, please put those in the Q and a chat and we'll try to get to them. Um, but while we wait to see if questions come in panelists, I would love to know what, what's your personal favorite outdoor fitness activity. What do you guys like to do outside? Troy dance. Oh, all the outside of dance, the, the speed and agility, uh, I love it. Um, Olympic lifting, snatch, cleans, all the all the old lifts, I love outside. Nice, very cool. Raph, what about you? Oh, so, I mean, I love it all. Uh, I've gotten into triathlons, love going hiking, but I got to go with with surfing. There's just no cell phone allowed. You're in the water, meditation, exercise, sun at the same time. I love it. Nice. Julie, uh, running, biking, hiking, stand-up paddleboarding, kayaking, basically anything that you can do to get outside for the five months of year that we have. Nice. Jared. Yeah, I'm not a runner. I, I do. You'll never catch me doing like a marathon or anything. Like the thought of 26 miles is just daunting. Like if I drive 26 miles, you're lucky. Uh, so I'm built a little different in that regard. No, I love any outdoor activity. You know, I'm, I'm willing to try just about anything, but um, I enjoy uh, sports of all kinds. Uh, if you can get me outside of these four walls and, and get me doing something, I'm, I'm up for it anytime. So uh, invite me to your next event. Who knows? I may show up. <laughs> nice. Um, and I love to walk. Um, I walk a lot and then I love swimming. And I just, I'll just share this funny story. So we were at the Club Solutions Leadership Summit in Palm Beach last week, and I was just kind of randomly walking around, and I ended up at this pool in the south end of the resort, and um, I got in, and there was like a few older ladies in there, and they were like, are you going to take the water aerobics class? And I was like, I didn't know it was happening, but sure, so I went ahead and took it, and I'll say that was the most fun I think I've had at a pool in a long time, and it was way more challenging than I was expecting, so yeah. Fun fact, I taught a water aerobics class one time. Instructor didn't show up. And, you know, those are some dedicated ladies. So, yeah, uh, they are going to leave them hanging. So had to get in there and, and improvise. That was a good time. So there you go. There's another. Fun fact. Yeah, there, there's a lady apparently who comes every single day at nine o'clock to the water aerobics class and has for years. So yeah. very loyal. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Um, so we do have a question from Kelsey, who's wondering if there's any outdoor group fitness classes or group programs that have been um, done really well in particular. Um, Troy, can you share any? Um, I mean, body pump, when we had body pump outside, uh, it's just a lot of transferring the equipment uh, that hit well. Um, also Zumba, any dance, outdoor uh, fitness uh, does really well for us. So um, programming where the, the members are already familiar with tend to work even better outside. Awesome. Raph, what about you? Definitely agree with that. I think your standard boot camp is always a hit. People are expecting to get sweaty. They're expecting to work out hard and it's going to be harder outside. And then uh, something I've done in the past is some yoga classes as well. If you could do the sunrise or you can make something fun out of it. Um, <clears throat> those are great classes. Awesome. Julie? Yeah, same. Um, and any kind of, again, boot camp or interval where maybe you're, you're using more of the, even the designated areas, simply like running around your building or, you know, making more running endurance involved in the classes have, have always been a hit because, you know, many of your gyms might not have an indoor track. So the treadmill gets boring and, and that just provided something so simple to, to a lot of those complimentary classes. Um, and then on that note, we, we've had some run clubs, bike clubs, um, hiking clubs, those are complimentary. Getting into some popular paid classes that we've run in succession, like it's a seven week program that meets once a week for seven weeks. 
as a break and then it continues to go. Um, we have one that's close to one of our locations is close to a ski hill and we've called it climb fit. So the gang met up there with they just took bands and uh, we partnered with with the county parks and um, climbed the ski hill and did strength training nice. exercises. So any kind of, and that would have been one of my last pieces of advice is to just, if there, if your space maybe isn't ideal, are there certain parks or communities that, that are like begging for us to come in and they want that extra attention as well. And that, that destination piece is, has always been a, a hit for our members. Um, we've done some like bar at the bar where we go to a restaurant patio that we have all these patios to choose from now and hold a bar class. And then you get a beverage from the restaurant. And um, again, so I think it's just making sure that you are looking beyond maybe the complimentary class offerings and seeing what you can do to, to provide something new. Yeah, perfect. Jared. Uh, sunrise or sunset yoga seems to be a real popular one, especially if you have a pool deck, it's nice and quiet early in the morning or later in the evening. And if you've got a great view, you should definitely capitalize on that, especially as we turn our attention to helping, you know, combat the mental health, you know, initiatives that are out there. And, and we all need to relax a little bit more. And so nothing like looking at a good sunrise or sunset. And so find that those have been pretty popular in, in quite a few different areas. So, um, you know, besides all the great advice here, I think that that's one you can look at what kind of mind body type of program can you do relaxation type of thing? Can you do, uh, to bring that heart rate down, uh, sometimes instead of getting it up. Yeah. And then we are having a couple people ask to recap the brands that you all mentioned. Um, so I got Beaver Fit, Escape, Torque, Throwdown. Am I missing any that you guys had mentioned? Uh, yeah, I think they brought, you know, perform better and some of those other ones that have some functional stuff that you can use. But um, again, I mean, there's any number of them. I'm, I can't speak for everybody on this panel, but I'm sure they all feel the same way. If anybody wants to reach out, be more than happy to give them some, some contacts or some uh, pieces of advice on all more to go. Okay. All right. And then one other question from the audience. Um, do you guys set got in terms of those who just have like outdoor fitness spaces with equipment, do you guys set guidelines for members as to when they may or may not use the outdoor space? Um, for example, if there was rain or light snow, um, anyone want to weigh in on that one? Yeah, you got to look at your, your policy and procedures and what you feel comfortable with. But anytime there's something to me that can enhance a potential hazard, that's probably when you got to shut it down. So um, inclement weather, you know, you have a light out, something's not right, it's not well lit, you know, high wind, something that can increase risk, we're probably going to shut it down. But again, it's very, very location specific based upon where you are in the world and, and what you're offering outside. So. Perfect. All right. Well, we're out of questions. So I'm going to go ahead and have each of you go around and just share any final pieces of advice um, on this topic. So Troy, anything, any final pieces you'd like to add? Yeah, I would just tell people to get started. Uh, you know, you can create a culture of outdoor fitness and wellness uh, because your culture is only what you cultivate. And uh, if you push it, if you believe in it, it will grow and you can start a outdoor fitness cult because you can't spell <laughs> culture without a cult. So there uh, we go. <laughs> it, it, it's what you are. It's who you are. It's what you believe. That's what get people. Uh, that's what gets people attention and um, engage members. So it's what you're about and what you're not about. The members will see it. They'll love it. Uh, it starts with the talent, but get started. Get started. This is why he's so fun. He's basically a cult leader. <laughs> Wait, I think you recorded that for we the are, record. We're going to put yeah. that in there. I mean, but when you think about it, like, aren't, I mean, you're, you're either way, right? You're, you have a culture in your establishment, regardless yeah. if you like it or not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Ralph, what are your final pieces of advice? I think we all agree here. And if you're listening, you probably think that outdoor fitness is a trend. It is something uh, exciting that people want to jump on. But the first thing with any, any new project, any initiative, just have a clear goal or objective in mind. What does success look like? What are you trying to accomplish? Are we doing this because it's cool and it's trendy and we just want to throw this new amenity, throw this new offering out there so that we say that we have it? 
or have we gotten feedback from members? Does the staff understand what the value proposition is? Does your team understand the X's and O's of execution? And, and most importantly, uh, I think Troy would agree with this, but are you excited about it? Is your team excited about it? Are your members? Because you just need that excitement for anything to have success, especially in the gym where you have so many young people working the front desk. You just got to get people bought into it and just get them excited and make it fun. Yeah, for sure. Julie, what are your final pieces of advice? Um, yeah, I think they, they are nailed that. But again, get your, your key champions involved that can create that momentum. Um, have your social media coordinators involved, um, your membership team understanding what they can offer to help create more buzz with, again, potentially new members that would be interested in that, in that piece. Um, and then just get out into the community um, that, again, has been a, a, a really great avenue for us to, to partner with different businesses outside of our walls to just expand on what can happen if we, we do get our name out there a little bit more and, and highlight what we have available at the club too. So um, I think that's, that's about it. Marie. Nice. Awesome. Jared, what about you? Uh, I don't know if I can top any of those things, um, but I would just say this too. If you're not sure to where, where to get started, ask your people engage your staff. Maybe you're so used to having managers meetings and upper level managers meetings that you forget that your, your mid-level management team and your frontline staff, they're full of great ideas too. So get them all together, have a big brainstorming session, come up with ideas. Uh, and, and who knows what you'll, you'll find at the same time, ask your members. If you're not really sure if you get participation, do a simple survey. Don't make it 800 questions and make them like they're taking the SATs or anything like that. Like, you know, a couple questions. Hey, if we offered an outdoor fitness program, would you be interested in taking it? What types of outdoor activities would you want? Maybe it's three or four basic ones. You know, would you want to come with a friend? Now we got a referral part to it. You know, any of those things, just ask questions, brainstorm, put the power of people to use and see what happens. Yeah. Well, and that just made me think too. I think staff like being outside too. You can kind of make it like field trips for your staff. You know, they enjoy um, doing outdoor activities as well. So just made me think about that, but all right. Well, thank you guys so much for your time panelists. You guys uh, had such great stuff to share. So really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedules to do this. Um, and then attendees, thank you so much for tuning in and being so engaged in the chat. It was great seeing all the shout outs. So thanks for that. And um, yeah, everyone have a great rest of your week and day. Thanks everybody. Thank you. Bye guys. Have a great, have a great day. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>